Hello, friends. My name is Laura Paget, and I am the host of the Living What You're Given podcast. And to me, living what you're given means enjoying your life at every age and every stage. And part of that is good food, good drink, and good times. So you can trust me when I recommend to you an establishment here in my town of Montrose, Colorado, on the western slope called San Juan Brews. It is at 512 East Main Street. And they supply all three of those things, good food, good drink, and good times in abundance. Check them out on their website at www.sanjuanbrews.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash San Juan Brews. And I think you will see why they have been voted Montrose's best coffee house since 2020 when they opened their doors. Go on in, enjoy yourself. Say hi to John and Davina Pope and their wonderful staff. Tell them Laura sent you. I know you will enjoy it. And now it is my pleasure and my privilege to welcome you into the next edition of Living What You're Given. You know, friends, there are a lot of myths, but a lot of truths, a lot of things about the aging process that we need to know. And today I have a guest who's going to help us to look at ways to look at those ways. <laughs> I think you'll find her as delightful as I do. And she is an example that aging can be graceful and amazing. Please join us. We are so happy you're here. Living What You're Given. This is a podcast that was designed to help people live where they are with what they have. It was born out of COVID, which was a time where we all needed to kind of step back and check things out and say, oh, we got to be living what we're given here. And so that's how this came about. This season is my third. And what we are doing is a thing called Turning the Tide. And my special guest today is going to help us look at some of the ways that she's helping to turn the tide as she explores life after 40. She's just a delightful lady and you're going to love her. But before we get going, I want to thank my musician, Mr. Stephen Ray Watts. He has supplied so much music over the years for this, as has my son and some other musician friends of mine. And I used Amazing Grace because... First of all, aging process can be amazing. We got our struggles, we got our troubles, but it can be amazing. And this woman who is my guest 
has done it and is doing uh, this lovely Life After 40 thing with Grace. So Amazing Grace was the song to use for this. And uh, that's Mr. Stephen Ray Watts. His information is always, always in the show notes so you can connect with him. But let's get going on this show because I'm excited. I want to welcome in my friend, fellow podcaster, sister in the Lord, not necessarily in that order. Mary Hess. Hi, you, Mary. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Laura. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, this is going to be a hoot and a holler. So, folks, if you've recently had major surgery where you cannot laugh without hurting, you might want to shelf this one for a few Disclaimer. Weeks. Yes, that's yeah. your disclaimer. Because <laughs> I just our conversations over uh, Facebook and stuff have really indicated that we're just going to have a good time with this. Yeah. Mary and I <laughs> met. Uh, through another friend of ours named Sue Donaldson, mm-hmm. right? On Facebook, yeah. she introduced us and said, you know, you two ladies might want to get together. Sue does a wonderful uh, podcast of legacy work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welcome Home, Welcome Heart is her brand. And you might want to look her up and uh, just listen to some of her stuff. She's a wonderful, hospitable minister of love. And so she connected Mary and I. And uh, we just kind of hit it off and said, Ooh, let's do some podcasts. She is from the mountains of North Carolina. And I love that already because I'm from the mountains of uh, Colorado. And she grew up singing and playing in her church, playing piano. She likes to lead crowds in worship. She's been doing it since she could talk. And much of her life experience, she says, has been centered around church including having pastored for over 10 years in various ministries. She does have a degree in counseling from Liberty University and has training in a variety of inner healing and emotional and mental health ministries. Wow. Do we need that today? (laughs) Just saying. She has a passion for communication through authentic means, even when it isn't fun. And because of that, She is doing work to help heal on so many levels. She and her husband, Shannon, pastor New Day, Waynesville. That's a church that uh, strives to be hospitable to the presence of God because there are a lot of places that don't right now. It's like, yeah, okay, we want you here on Sunday, dude, but on Monday, you got to pack up and move on. But whatever (laughs) looks uh, may look like uh, the presence of God, whatever the presence of God may look like is okay with her. Because that's real. Recently, I don't know how recently she's going to tell us, she started a podcast, which I've been listening to because I find it so interesting, uplifting, and fun. It's called The Back 40. She has bring has a habit of bringing the fresh look of things, and this <laughs> is no exception. She puts some topics out there, whether we want to talk about them or not, that we need to be talking about life after 40, the good, the bad, the real, the unreal. Yeah. She does also like to cook sourdough bread Mm. and read good books as well as hang out with her family. So that is Mary Hess. And I hope you will find her as intriguing as I do and that you'll check out her work or we're going to tell you how to do that here in a little while. But right now, Welcome, Mary Hess, to Living What You're Given. So glad to be here. Yay. <laughs> we finally got this thing on the books. Um, 
And as I was explaining to Mary off mic, and some of you know this, Living What You're Given was developed to help people at every age and every stage to live their best life. So when I select guests or invite them or get kind of hooked up with people, it's because they have that kind of a message. It's like, how are we going to do this and how are we going to do it well? So Mary, do you want to add anything to that? You can add whatever you like. Well, um, you know, I feel like that at every stage of life, like you're talking about, it's important that we put our best foot forward and we approach it from a place of authenticity and vulnerability and just being really real. One of the, I guess, things that struck me most growing up was I always felt like people put on this front, you only saw their best side. And and while that's great, and we do need to do that, I felt like I was missing knowing the backside of things. Well, how do you handle when things don't go your way? How do you handle when your body starts messing up? How do you handle when, you know, you lose someone close to you and you feel like you're too young to have to deal with that? Just lots of different things. So I think one of my passions, even since I've been in the back 40 a little while now, is that that we just live authentically and that if you know, we just be really real, just be practical and really real. God can use that. And I think he appreciates that. Um, there, there are very, there are a lot of things that are mysterious in life about God, but then there are a lot of things that aren't and everything doesn't have to be so mysterious and secretive, you know? So that's kind of my approach to life. (laughs) And I like it. I like it. I like simple. The older I get, the more I like simple. I can't remember the complexities anymore, and it's just fine. I'm not sure why I ever tried. But one of the things that uh, I'd like for you to explain to our friends out here in podcast world is what I know what the back 40 means in the farming terms, because I'm married to a former farmer from Oklahoma. But what does back 40 mean, Mary? Yeah. So I live in a very rural area in the mountains of Western North Carolina. And I also grew up on a hundred acre farm, well, almost a hundred acre farm in Kentucky until I was 19 years old. And so the back 40 is actually a rural term used in farming to reference the back half or the back part of your acreage. When a farmer would say, well, I'm going to go out on the back 40 and check out what's going on over there. Um, They were referencing going out to the back of the property, however big that was. It was just a phrase. So part of what I wanted to do was honor that heritage that I have of growing up uh, from farming and the area where I live right now. And I just thought it was kind of a fun play on the fact that, you know, the Bible talks about a man's days are 70 years, but they, you know, they could have a longer life. And so I just always would used to tease and laugh that when we hit 40 we were really starting the back half of life because, you know, what, you know, we're maybe 30, 40, 50 years if we're, if we're blessed, you know, those kinds of things. So I just thought it was a fun play on words um, to use for the title of the podcast. And I think it is too. I have absolutely nothing but agreement with that. And I do see my life now. I'm going to be 72. Uh, Back the episode that airs before this one will be my anniversary, my two-year anniversary of doing this podcast. And um, I started on my 70th birthday. And I think that somehow your generation's uh, a little bit removed from mine. Well, quite a bit. But I think 
my generation was like, well, yeah, we're on the back end of our life, sort of, but there's still lots of stuff we can do. And when you say the back 40 on your podcast, what I understand you to be talking about is let's talk about some of these things that are changing, some of these new opportunities that are coming, some of the ways we now need to embrace health spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And I've heard you talk about several things. And so what about all of that? And I'm just going to let you take it away and talk because it's such an intriguing topic and it's right up my street. What about all of that, Mary? Are we now, are you hoping to impart and bring to people, not only in venues like this one where you're the guest, but also on your own podcast and in your own work? Sure. Um, Well, you know, first of all, I I think that, how this was really born was that I, when I started approaching my forties, I freaked out a little bit. I I just was like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? How did I get here so fast? You know, I, I tell people all the time. I vividly remember when I was 19, my dad turned 40. My dad's going to be 73 in July and my mom will be 72 in uh, November. So they are the baby boomer generation. And then I'm generation X that came right after. So in my mom and dad's generation, while we we had a very open family to talk about things, that generation, you know, didn't necessarily sit around and talk about the perils of aging or the things they faced or things like that. So when I hit 40, I I just, I flipped. I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, how do I know what's just aging. How do I know if I don't need to run to the doctor? How do I, (laughs) I know, I don't know. I don't know what all this means. And then honestly, there was just this little thing inside of me that was like, Oh, so the, you know, I am aging one day now quicker than before I will, I will die. I, and it not in a morbid way, but just in that. Okay. So this is really real. Yeah. This is like really real. And so, um, a lot of my friends in my circle, we would sit around sometimes talking because our generation started talking more about those things. Yep. Um, and I would say things like, does, does anybody talk about this? Like, how do we know what's normal and what's not normal? So they encouraged me to start this podcast and, you know, I don't mind talking. It's my nickname growing up was Motormouth. I mean, I, I enjoy, I enjoy talking. Got It was written on my report card all the time. Talks a lot. Great kid. Talks a lot. Um, so <laughs> my so I just thought it would be fun to kind of explore and then just pull in different people who are at different stages of life after 40, who have had many different experiences, some that I may never experience, Yeah, but somebody has somewhere and they have questions. Um, And so I really wanted to dig into that. I wanted to talk about the funny things. I wanted to talk about the serious things. I wanted to, you know, mix it up with panels and couples and counselors and ministers and people who have, you know, started doing things earlier than they expected and and just see where it takes us. Because I feel like real life people experiencing the things It's kind of like sitting around at your kitchen table, you know, over a cup of tea or coffee and just saying, how did you do it? Yeah. What can I look for? I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Like, but how can, how can we know what to expect and what did you learn from this and what would advice would you give? Right. And you know, it's so interesting that you say that because 
um, when I first started listening to your podcast, I was just, it was already automatically uplifting to begin to unpack some of the mysteries around aging um, and doing it realistically. I have a thing that I do. I, I haven't given it for a while, but it's a talk I give called the Retro Reach. And I ask the usually women in the audience to stand if they can or stay in their chairs if they prefer, and then turn and reach behind them as far as they can. I always have a disclaimer. We don't have a chiropractor in the house, so don't overdo this. Think <laughs> and reach. Right. And now imagine if you had to walk to the next room, if you had to drive. The retro reach is an absolute myth. We cannot reclaim our youth. What we can do is bring the experiences forth from our youth and put them now in this place that you're talking about where how can we as older people and different people mentor one another through the experiences. And I still have mentors too. I have mentors older than me. So I know we were talking about lots of different questions. And I think by saying that you are sharing to me, it's hope that, hey, you're not alone, right? Right, right. Other people going through this stuff. And uh, are you having some response from people who say, hey, I'd like to hear you talk about this, or could you bring somebody on that's talking about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've a lot of my topics that I've gotten are from feedback from people who are going through something, who are experiencing something, because I obviously can't think of all of them. No, uh, because I'm not experiencing all of them yet, or, uh, you know, the majority of them. Um, I think when I started out, I wanted it to be, um, I thought it was going to be, it's kind of morphed, actually. I thought it was just going to be this podcast of when you hit menopause, this is what it's going to look like. And this is what you can expect. And when uh, you start caring for your elderly parents, what, yes. you know, what does that look like? But what I found was, like you were talking about mentoring, I found that I was drawn to telling people stories that that they could share mm-hmm. because there is so much wisdom to be given to younger people and we just don't sit around the table like we used to we don't we don't interact face to face we're not living in a multi-generational family anymore people are spread out so you don't you don't get your wisdom from your grandma like you used to because you were either next door or in the same house you don't you know you don't have that luxury so where do you get it and if you're not going to church you know covid did such a number on us that a lot of people still haven't come back no community and they do things online and while there is a place for that it you miss the connection and so there are so many people who have such wisdom to give and still talk about things like being afraid of dying or making a will and how frustrating it was or just some common I, things, you know, my knees aching every morning and I can't just <laughs> jump up out of bed like I used to. Right. I just wanted to share those and record them for posterity's sake, you know, because we're all not going to be here forever. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I've really started thinking I have a 27 year old daughter who's newly married and we have our first grandson. And, and then my youngest daughter is 16, almost 17. And, And I want to leave a legacy for them. I want 
to be wise. And I want them to look back after I'm gone and go, wow, you know, my family really poured into me and they were so wise and so caring and had stories to tell to boot, you know? Yeah. Story. Uh, Mother Teresa once said that we will have no peace until we remember we belong to each other. And the stories are the way we see it. I mean, I may not have lived exactly your situation or in your generation, but I have great hope that we can share stories and go, wow, really? And that helps us to see, well, maybe we're not so different, even though Mary lives on the other side of the country from me and has come from a religious upbringing, which many of you know, I did not. and wasn't even, um, didn't even accept the Lord till I was in my late 20s. And all that time had all this baggage that I was carrying around, a lot of it untrue about me and others. But that's the thing is that when we sit and we talk to each other, At a kitchen table, which by the way, Mary, I just want to tell you, that's where you are right now. You at my kitchen table. I don't have a fancy studio. So consequently, yeah, no, consequently, I have to tell you, um, I sometimes have unfiltered noises and it's not a perfect production and the kids are playing next door we're just delightful children that live all around us the big truck goes by the garbage this is my life people but if you were in my house mary which someday you may come to colorado and if you were in my house where would we be yes right here at the table at this table and so that's not just italian is it mary no it's not hey See, I just learned that too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of families live around the table. So to tell the stories. And I think as I've listened to your podcast, what I was wondering as we we talked, um, why do you think, and this is a great thing you put out there, why do you think it's important for us not to fear the aging process? And you have said that, I think. There are some things that are kind of scary about it. Of course, the unknown is always scary. I remember when I was pregnant almost 40 years ago, my son turns 40 this year. I was so much concerned over all the things. All the things, yeah. But tell me why you think it's important, this work that you're doing that is important. Why is it important for people to begin to not fear the aging process. I I feel like we, as we age, we still have so much to give. And if we're afraid and we approach this time frame with fear, then it takes away, it takes away from the effectiveness that we can have in reaching out and helping others, in sharing with others, in um, just doing life. I mean, if you approached life, Laura, afraid, would you have started a podcast in your seventies? Would you have done the things that you do? Right? You know, if your th- if your thought process was, well, I'm almost seventies, so you know, I'm just going to kind of coast it on out, and yeah, and I'm so wow. nervous. I don't know. I could I could have a heart attack tomorrow. I better not do anything crazy. And you know what I mean. And so I feel Absolutely. like. If I can hit that earlier on and start talking about it, then it takes away some of the stigma that I honestly feel sometimes, you know, I still have to say to myself some nights when I lay down, okay, 
I, I, I have plenty of time. This is not the end of my life. I don't be afraid, Mary. I, I love the scripture in Psalm. Um, I think it's Psalms 92 where the, where, where the scripture says the righteous um, will flourish in their old age. They will always be evergreen. Yeah. And I love that because the, the Lord took time in, in the Bible to not only talk about aging, but he also used a lot of people when they were old. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Jesus, was, as far as I know, 20s. Is, yeah. yeah. Jesus no. didn't even start his ministry till what? In his 30s? You know, yeah. and I mean, so he wasn't all that far from the back. Abraham didn't either. have a nation until he was almost 100. No, my heavens. You know, yeah. And I can't remember who it was. If I if I can remember, I'll share that with you offline. Of a gentleman that's on PBS now has a new series called Maestro. Maestro. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they are very inexpensive courses teaching us how to write, how to do poetry, how to paint. And what this one man said was... It was a feedback. And he said, sometimes we don't have anything to say until we're older. Yes. Now, that isn't necessarily true either, because I know a lot of younger people, a lot of younger authors who are saying lots of stuff. Sure. But in, individually, to discount ourselves. And there was a woman on this show a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually in uh, May. We're recording this in May, but uh, this won't be heard until late June. But she was talking about this very thing, self-sabotage. Yeah. The messages we've been given that say you're too old and you can't do this. And my goodness, your grandmother would have never done this. Well, we aren't our grandmothers anymore. We aren't going quietly to the home in the rocking chair with the knitting needles. We may do that and that's fine, but it's not a mandatory sentence, if you will. I think think that I um, have found that I really didn't feel confident in my own skin until I was probably in my mid to late forties. I'll be 52 in August. And, um, you know, it just, I feel like each decade has carried this different weight and each season I find myself growing more comfortable. Now I still have parts that I don't feel comfortable in and things that still, you know, bother me. Um, I still sometimes feel that imposter syndrome, like I don't, I'm not old enough to, to, to have a seat at this table. You know, I still feel 20 in my head. This yeah. don't, this is not computing, you know? Yeah. How is this um, not working? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think a lot of times age with age comes wisdom. And while yes, we can be very wise and have godly wisdom at a young age, there is a natural progression that God designed that as we age, we do become wiser. And that's part of the legacy that we leave, right? The Bible talks about um, the younger women learning from the older women yes. and, and the younger men and the older men. And it's it's meant to be that way. And so we've, you know, we we can't thwart that process. We're robbing a generation if we if we try to hide that or skip over it or ignore it. Yeah. And that's important to know too, is that my inability to um, engage is hurting other people. Yes. 
Now there can be a point, let's face it, when we get to a certain age where we may not be able to engage. I know there's a lot of different kinds of dancing. I danced for 30 years and there's a lot of different dancing I can't do anymore. I can't do our step dance very well anymore. I still do it in my house, but nobody's here to watch me and I just (laughs) make sure I'm not going to fall and break something. Uh, But I'm still doing sacred dance. In fact, um, this will air after May, but in May is Pentecost, and there yes. are some ladies and I who are dancing to a very high-powered dance called Days of Elijah. And oh, yeah. uh yeah, and I mean it's it's high powered. This yes. is a this is a pounding sort of thing. And the ladies and I have been practicing, and I came home one day from practice and I told Keith, Oh, I'm on the shore watching that ship sail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I'm going to do this again for a while, but I do not know as long as they yeah. have all, you know, and, but I will continue to sacred dance. I will continue to dance yeah. in praise and prayer. So uh, I was interested if you would give us just a few of the topics that you have covered yeah. um, and, and what you're learning from it. That'd yeah, be great. Absolutely. Um, I think one of my, um, probably one of my top two interviews that I've done that really impacted me so far. And so I've only been doing this podcast since September of um, last year. So mm-hmm. I've, I've not even been doing it a year yet. Right. Um, so August will be a year. Um, I think the top two things that I, have impacted me, I interviewed a lady who had been married for over 30 years and her husband passed away. And so she talks about walking through grief and getting healing through grief and then remarrying and feeling very fulfilled. And she said something in the interview that just impacted me because, you know, we all think, oh my goodness, what would I do if my spouse passed away? How do, mm-hmm. and the older I get, the more I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know that I want to do that again. Like, I, you know, <laughs> right. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to go through that again, but she said that she told the Lord, you know, I, my husband is in heaven and I, miss him and I still love him and I still feel all the feelings and I don't know what to do with them because he's not here for me to give to him what I'm feeling. And she said that the Lord, the Lord told her to give them to him. And so every day she would say, Lord, I'm giving you this love I have for Ivan. I'm giving it to you. And she said, and now I can tell you that I love Ivan. I miss Ivan, but I miss him now like I miss my sister in Texas because the Lord has taken that love because it had nowhere to go down here. And he's allowed oh, me to wow. heal up so that I could love again. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Never heard of such a thing. That right. is really amazing. Yeah. And that can happen with the loss of. I don't know. Uh, child, if, uh, a child? Yes. yes. And I've talked yes. to women who have lost children and they have done that very sort of that same thing, although yeah. I've not heard it put that way. Yeah. So that, and you that learned was, from her. Yeah. Yeah. I learned from her and I thought, you know what? It really does go to one of the passions that I have of being emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically healthy, yeah. as healthy as we can be. And so if something's broken inside of us, if something is grieving or wounded, that we take time to sit with it. Nobody okay. knows how to sit with stuff. <laughs> you right. know, we, oh, no, lost, <laughs> no, we've lost the ability to sit when I do something wrong. And, and I have legitimately done something wrong. 
conviction is different than condemnation, right? Conviction is from Holy Spirit and God. And he says, hey, that hurt my heart that you did that. I'm sorry, God, please forgive me. But it's okay to sit in something and go, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I need to process it and not rush through it because there's something to learn. There's something to grow in, not rushing through the process. But we live in an age where everything happens in 30 second increments and and everybody wants to be done with it in a minute. And I know and that's just not life. It know? isn't life. And did yeah. you know that before you reached 40? No. No, okay. I didn't have time to think about stuff like that before. I <laughs> what do you mean by that? This is one of those giggle moments I'm telling you about you know, people because yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I did want to start this podcast too, was I didn't want just people over 40 listening. No. I wanted people over 40 talking and I wanted people under 40 going, okay, let me get a head start. Let me get a jump on this, you know, so that I can, I can learn from it. The second podcast that I think one of the things that we talked about was with an 83 year old um, woman who is right now still traveling the globe in ministry, Um, doing ministry. And she's from our, um, our, no, sorry. She's from Scotland and she is traveling all over the place doing life. She just keeps going and And she talked about the beauty of finding holy moments in our everyday lives and how we just rush. And she said, you know, when I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I look out my window and and the little bird comes to the window sealed to eat from the, the food from the feeder, you know, that's a holy moment. Yes. And I and if I rush through my day, I miss the beauty of, of passing someone on the street and giving them a smile and it could have changed their day or coming home and lying in my bed. She said, I, that's a holy moment when I can rest in my own home. And it was just really uplifting to hear from someone like that. We've, we've covered topics like um, taking care of aging parents and what that looks like when you're the only child and you don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, we've talked about writing books um, <laughs> and in the back 40 and the fear when we do it for the first time, you know, stepping into new things and just lot. We've talked about the different phases of parenting. Uh, what does it look like to have an empty nest? What does it look like to be a new parent in your 40s? Yeah. And that happens. And that's, that's happening. happening a lot. Yeah. That's People are postponing parenthood. Yes, they really are. And that and also. What does it look like if you don't have kids at all? Uh, we have several members of our family who have chosen not to have kids. And we're like, you know, now I know that could be um, guilt or whatever from sure. from in-laws and outlaws and what have you. But, right. but this is their choice and they are happy. They are content. So, you know, what does it look like to be in that situation and have the whole world revolve yeah. around children? Yeah. And so once you're an empty nester, your life doesn't revolve around children anymore. And unless you're grand helping raise grands, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. it just, it's lovely to see them and all of that. But, but uh, Keith and I never wanted to raise any grandkids. No. And thank God we never had to, but I know there are a lot of people today who are having to marry. Yeah. So um, some of the other tough 
topics that you've talked about. And I'm really grateful to hear some of these because I think there are people who are going to want to go check these out. Um, Some of the other topics I've heard you talk about are just physical health issues. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. I know. Full disclosure, I'm getting ready to record probably, uh, I would say, it'll probably air in August. So I, like you, I record ahead. Yeah. Uh, So I'm, I'm recorded through the end of June right now. So I'm starting my next round of recordings that will, that will come this fall and late summer. Um, But I have officially been going through menopause. Uh So I'm not in peri in menopause anymore. I'm straight up in menopause and (laughs) nobody told me no, like, you know, you don't think to proactively research. Here's the here's the catch. There's tons of things out there about our physical health in the back 40. But until it's happening to you, you don't really proactively research ahead of time. So it doesn't catch you off guard. And then you feel like you're completely alone. And then you go out and start researching. And there's so much conflicting information out there that one place will tell you to do X and the other place says, don't do X. X is bad for you. Do Y. This will, this will change everything. And then you've got a random Z over here somewhere. And I'm like, I don't know who to believe. I don't know. I don't even know what parts of this is menopause. Am I going through something else that I don't know about? There you go. That's it. What's all the things. Yeah. Right. So it's, um, I'm going to be recording an episode. I I think I'm going to talk my husband into it. We can do it together, but just talking about being married and when you start going into these different phases of life and how it changes your physical bodies, your sex drive, Mm -hmm. um, the way you sleep, how you exercise, um, all the questions you have to ask, how many supplements do we really have to take? I mean, dear God, I'm going (laughs) to choke on all the pills, (laughs) like you know, and we unfortunately just live in a world that unless you're up on the top of a mountain living off the grid, Oh, and yeah. raising your own food, you know, we're still taking in foods that aren't, you know, they're preservatives and things. And so are we fighting against everything? Like, it's just so much. I know. And I'm tired. I'm tired of thinking about it. <laughs> I just want to live my life. <laughs> Can somebody just tell me the one thing to do and leave me alone? <laughs> I mean, and if it doesn't work, just get out of my way. Exactly. Well, I, I, here's just a disclaimer for me. I'm Italian. I have no idea what you're talking about. We don't do menopause, girl. We have babies till we're 65. I did not, but we don't. I'm just kidding. But oh, I just, Lord. all my friends are talking about it. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. I'm taking your word for it. It's like, well, don't you have this? And don't you have that? I go, well, I've always been crazy. So yeah. No, no, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. And I'm like, what do you want? It's all I can do to stay on top of my own life. <laughs> but I, that's, and, and there's so many people out there. But also, the things I think one of the hardest things, and, and Mary, if you just maybe we'll wrap up with this. Yeah. Because we have talked about the fear. This is huge to look at people who are helping us to dismiss fear. We've lived in fear and, and everything you look at all around you, right? The billboards, the TVs, everything tells you how you should be, but God tells you what you are. Yeah. And that embracing that Mm -hmm. is not only an exercise in mental health and spiritual warfare slash welfare. It is an absolute must because we can't worship if we're ungrateful. 
Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. being this age or that age or whatever, to say, I don't want to be here. I want to be back there. I want to be like her. I want to sing like her, yeah. play the piano, whatever, dance. That is simple ingratitude. Yeah. Because we are not looking at what we've got. And I wondered if you could just give me one or two little tips of how people can move into the gratitude of where we are each day, regardless of the downside and not depending on the good side. Can you just give us a couple? Yeah. So one of the things that I like to tell people is that, um, you know, we can choose we can choose to control our thought life and we can choose to be grateful. And so it's really a choice. Yeah. Um, and, and you can choose to give in to the negativity and the fear, um, or you can choose to embrace God's love for you and his design and purpose for you. And it's um, Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a sign scientist who has done a lot of research on the brain's ability to regenerate. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. she talks about, you know, we create these pathways, these neural pathways in our brain, and it's like super highways. And if you've been a negative person, you've created these pathways that all of your thoughts just fall into negativity because that's the big highway in your head. Wow. But if you choose to start thinking positively and replacing those negative thoughts with positive thoughts, that big superhighway will close up and a new superhighway will become available where you live from a place of peace and positivity and, you know, and your identity. So I I would say choosing to be grateful and then choosing to just be okay with being uniquely you and working on yourself. You are, you are not somebody else. God designed you uniquely you. Um, and whatever you do in life and whatever someone else does in life does not take away from the other person. It's not like life is one big pie. And if you get my piece, then I'm screwed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We, we all are our own pie and, and God has made it so that we don't have to live like orphans, always grabbing and always wondering what our place is. He has a place for all of us. And, and I want to be the very best, healthiest version of myself that I can be. And that means I want to be grateful and choose gratefulness and positivity. And also that I want to be secure in my identity of who I am as God's child and um, operate from that place. And we had another lady on a little while back. We were talking about estrangement of children. And one of the most wonderful gifts that she got out of that particularly difficult four years was that she ended up hearing the message loud and clear, no matter what you are a child of God, that is your first identity. That's your first purpose. So having talked about all this positivity before I let you go, Mary, I want to hear one thing that is your pet peeve that you hear about aging. Oh man. (laughs) I think I think um, my dad actually has shared this with me and I would probably have to agree with it. Um, I think sometimes with aging, my pet peeve is that 
I very much still feel, and I think even as we age, we very much still feel that we can do all the things. So when people go to defer to help us, like, oh, ma'am, let me, let me pick that. I want to go. I'll get the book myself. <laughs> I'm still capable of picking up the book. Okay. Oh, there you go. So I did yet. I did yet. I don't. I may not have my makeup on, but I still not. This is not a death mask, right? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I love that. And so people be aware. And here's the thing: if we need help, we'll ask. Yes, I am not afraid to ask. I'm not not afraid afraid to ask somebody. But until then, we're quite capable. And uh, yeah, and I just love that. Mary, Mary, how are people going to get a hold of you if they want to connect with you? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They can go to um, the easiest way would be to go to the back40podcast.com. That's our website. Um, And there's all the links on there to to subscribe to the podcast, get on the newsletter, all the things. I'm also, we're also on social media at the back 40 podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. So you can find us there. And we're going to put those links in the show notes, folks, along with the links to Stephen Ray for his music and also the link to my sponsor who has been sponsoring me through May and June. And it's called San Juan Brews. These people, um, they're here in Montrose. If you're traveling this way, or if you live here, Go in and see them. And I'm going to have their information in the show notes as well. I'm also going to include me. My (laughs) website is lauralpaget.com. And there you will see my blogs, my speaking topics, the books I've written. I've written two of them. I'm working on a third one. And um, all the things that will help you connect with me. There's contact page and the podcasts are all there. So not only can you hear Mary's, you can double back and go hear it again. And that's what I'm hoping you'll do because this is a lot of rich stuff. And the most important thing I want you to hear is that don't live in fear. Yes. We got a lot going on till God calls us home. Yes, ma'am. And, and when he, you know, we have this lifetime subscription to humanity, the great publisher in the sky will decide when it's time to yank the subscription. That's and until right. then, it, no matter what your age or stage, it is so very difficult to live in fear. And that's what Mary Hess is trying to help you do. Look at these topics in the face. Don't be afraid. Mary, thank you. Thank you, Laura. This has been a hoot and a holler. I knew it would. We we really are kind of related, I suspect. It feels like it. It does feel like it. And we're both just so doggone cute. You can't even believe us. We can't help it. We can't help it. (laughs) This is is how we were made. You you can't be upset with the product. Go Mm -mm. complain to the maker. Uh, yeah. Now, <laughs> until next time, friends, we're going to do a little bit of turning in July. We're going to be talking about how to turn the tide on politics. And I have some wonderful guests that are going to help us to define and refine the way we treat each other in that arena, because that's another area that we, I think I personally have had to learn how to be living what I'm given. And I always hope that God will grant me his amazing grace to continue doing just that. Take care. Till next time. Thanks, Mary. Thank you.